welcome to the Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy Holistic Transformation Podcast. We have a wonderful guest today, Agnes Laughlin, a holistic practitioner. She is the founder of Miracles in Wellness. After employment in various aspects of healthcare for 40 years, including as a nurse and nurse practitioner, she gradually expanded into various healing modalities, including parasite expert, beliefs and emotional healing, higher brain living, wellness advocate, certified life coach, and joy facilitator. Today, she will talk to us about loneliness and the happiness connection. Welcome, Agnes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bev. It's so nice to be here. And we're glad to have you. So tell us your transformational story as a nurse, and now you're more online. So tell us that story. How'd you get started? <laughs> well, Bev, I think it started probably when I was, you know, the minute I came into the world, I think I came into the world a little and I was more the introvert, introspective person. And when I was eight years old, I went to live in an orphanage with my two siblings. Oh, gosh. And it was an interesting experience. I was around many children, but I didn't feel you know, a desire to really connect or play. It was, you know, what am I? <laughs> but something came to my attention. It was a little library of books, fairy tales. They caught my attention. And I was fascinated. It was a wonderful world to escape into, you know, beautiful girls, happy endings, you know, all kinds of little challenges and all that that ended happily most of the time. But <laughs> gradually I graduated uh, to better books. I went to Sherry Ames nurse, Nancy Drew. You know, I'm probably dating myself, but that was what was in the library there. So I, I got my hands on things that motivated me or, you know, allowed me to escape. And um, one thing I vowed, I vowed that I would never become a nun. <laughs> I lived with those nuns. Life is full of adventures. I'm going to go out and have adventures. <laughs> so, um, you know, fast forward a number of years. I got married. I had two children. I, um, you know, I'm in my 40s and. One day I just sat down with myself and I wrote in my little journal, whatever, you know, that I'm, you know, I have no friends. I felt lonely, you know, I, you know, and there was more probably to the story, you know, including, you know, just a sense of disconnection from life. And I didn't understand it at the moment or, you know, for a number of years after that even. And um, lo and behold, like when I was 64, <laughs> I, you know, my husband, I met this woman who was a doctor. She was not well. And uh, I had some emotional issues that I just didn't understand. I wanted 
you know, something more to connect to. And so I called this gentleman who um, I knew and I told him, uh, you know, this person is muscle testing and I'm, you know, not sure about higher consciousness she's pretending or whatever. But he recommended a book to me. That book absolutely changed my life. It was called Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. Are you familiar with that work? No. No. Well, he's an American psychiatrist. You wouldn't know it from reading the book, but he talks about muscle testing and a map of higher consciousness. There's different levels of consciousness or awareness. And he talked about, you know, not only the lower levels like anger or fear or, you know, there's, you know, other ones too. But there's higher levels one ones like joy and um, can't think beyond joy, you know. But there there is more enlightened ways. And whatever he was talking about, I said this is something that I want, <laughs> and I decided that I would create it because you know in the Bible it says, "Ask and you shall receive." So I was constantly working on myself to create more connection. And um, it was, a, you know, first to begin, you know, with, you know, just, I had already listing, it was about healing modalities, about releasing emotional baggage, about releasing limiting beliefs. It was all of that, but it was about really me personally intending to, create that for myself because um i think connection to the self and to our own inner guidance our own intuition that we're spiritual beings that we have more to our lives than just external creations so yeah it's it was an amazing experience for me and i've never been the since same since I read that book. <laughs> yeah, once you go in, you know, when I wrote my book on meditation, that's there's a warning in the front. This will change your life. <laughs> <laughs> because once you go in, it's not the same. We think everything is outside of us and it's not. It's all within. And the only one that can make you happy is you. Yes, yes. Uh, so many of us like, yeah, have no idea. You know, there's you know, I like to think there's little tools, you know, like meditation is a tool, but there are little tools that can help us see beyond the fact that, you know, we're not just our thoughts, we're not just, you know, around us, although the people and relations that we cultivate are very, very, you know, life is probably meaningless without relationships, but a lot of the times we think that other people are a partner, especially will help us create more happiness, more connection. But it's it's really not necessarily because, 
You know, uh, one of my favorite teachers is Esther Perel, P-E-R-E-L. She's a New York uh, psychotherapist and she works with couples, but she always says that um, uh, we depend so much on other people to help us have more connection and happiness. But really, the more you, we, we disempower ourselves, saying that so-and-so is going to make me happy because that's really our responsibility to create that. And we create that in relationship to others, but it's not one specific person because if we give our power away to just one specific person, we're always going to sort of be disappointed in some way because even we probably disappoint ourselves because you know, perfect in our game all the time. We're always, I like to say, evolving. Yes. Well, hopefully we're always evolving and growing. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you no longer feel lonely, do you? You got rid of that, right? Well, I would say that I, I'm, I won't say I'm never lonely. I will say that when I have feelings of always feelings I'm not my feelings I have feelings sometimes that you know I'm a little off that day or things aren't as well as I would like but I always you know like even when the rain falls or you know it's cold and dreary and dark in the winter we do have moments but they don't last it's not about you know I mean I think depression and anxiety in young people is becoming more and more common and it's really about just not acknowledging that even though we have these feelings we have the ability to go beyond them to create more that we really disempower ourselves by um, you know it's not like we're not never lonely it's about we don't wallow in loneliness or you know it's it's about acknowledging all parts of ourselves, really. And then what's the connection to happiness? The connection to happiness? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a process. And I love to say I have a free gift that helps start the journey. I think Louise Hay had the right idea. And I mean, I'm not the originator. Everyone, you know, who has real connection to has self-love. So it's about acknowledging that, you know, we love ourselves in spite of all our <laughs> our challenges, all our issues. None of us is perfect. Even, you know, the great, great gurus had their own challenges, but I'd say self-love. Um, and, you know, Louise Hay said, look in the mirror every day and say, I love myself. And it's really about repetition even though you don't feel it all the time, it's about just repeating that to your subconscious. And gradually, you'll be, believe more of it. <laughs> you'll, you won't feel so uncomfortable just saying, I love myself. Think people feel uncomfortable saying they love themselves? Yes, I think some people do. Absolutely. Even if you don't want to acknowledge it, it's the subconscious 
know, the little small talk in the uh, back of our heads saying, you know, maybe you're not worthy of that or, you know, some thing from your past saying, you know, you can't have that or you're too whatever, you know, you're, <laughs> you're too old to whatever, have more love or whatever. It's never too late. It's you're never too old. There's only the now. <laughs> the now. So stopping the negative self-talk. Yes. Yes. Very good. So you mentioned your free gift. Um, I have 10 ways to have more joy ebook. And then you also have a meditation, right? Yes. Okay. So yes. for those of you on YouTube, I'm going to have the link down below. And if you're listening to the podcast, you go to miraclesinwellness.com forward slash free gift, all lowercase. So it's miraclesinwellness.com forward slash free gift. And there's actually two gifts there. Yes. Um, wonderful. That's very nice. So um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with loneliness and happiness connection? Um. I would say, you know, there's so many things to, you know, being in healthcare my whole life. I love to talk about parasites and how that is so rampant, you know, um, where some of us are probably aware of it, but like there's so many toxins affecting us and even newborns, they've done scientific studies it's called body burden in newborns. You can Google that. It's wow. just newborn babies come into the world with over 200 toxic chemicals and their umbilical that was done in 2003 or four. But it's important for us to realize that as we age that and as the environment around us is becoming more and more toxic, you know, more toxic things than, you know, glyphosate um, is like, a, I guess you would call it herbicide. It's very toxic mm -hmm. to the brain and to the whole body. And it's important to realize, you know, that like you would change the oil in your car, it's important to clean your body out. And there are easy ways to do that. You don't have to necessarily, you know, do anything expensive or anything, but it's important to detoxify those toxic chemicals. And those chemicals allow what I would call parasites to live and thrive. Things like mercury and glyphosate, you name it. We're full of toxic chemicals that just allow parasites to live, grow, and multiply in us that we're not even aware of because the medical profession is no longer focused on detecting or being aware of parasites. I mean, you know, they talk about maybe viruses here and there and vaccines, but real the issue is that um, we, we are full of toxins and parasites. And so <laughs> I'm an expert at detecting them through muscle testing. And it's, it's not so difficult to get rid of them. But yeah, it is a process. Thank you. <laughs> That's very true. 
And there's all kinds of different parasites and they're microscopic in a lot of cases. So, oh, yes. Necessarily yes. tapeworm. Um, nanobacteria. I mean, nanobacteria. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, quite amazing and they, they are, you know, in us. So it's, it's important to create an, an environment so that we, you know, don't attract them and that we can release them. Yeah. I think it's, about both, you know, cleaning our bodies out and having uh, better thoughts. Yeah, thoughts, thoughts are part of problems as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us about higher brain living. What is that about? Oh, well, thank you for asking. <laughs> higher brain living was um, founded by Michael Cotton. He combined um, two uh different modalities. I think it was um, a process of what I would call, he was a chiropractor, so it's about- He was a what? Chiropractor. Oh, a chiropractor. But it's about um, visioning your life in four areas and about sending energy with my fingers to your prefrontal cortex, that's your higher brain, where- um, you can bypass the lower brain actually and have more energy there in the higher brain by, um, I guess you would call it activating more of the pathetic system because the sympathetic is where all the stress lies. So high brain living is about releasing stress, activating more of the parasympathetic so you're more relaxed you're not in that flight or flight mode. And, you know, it could be, you know, your job, it could be any number of things, you know, and. Um, I think today a lot of people are in fight or flight mode and then they're stuck in it. Yes. And yes. It, it drains their adrenals and creates all kinds of problems. And it's just being alive today is stressful. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it is probably more, I would say, especially since most of us spend a lot of times on computers or cell phones, that that energy will disrupt cellular communication to some degree. So it's about putting balance. And I actually have a energy scan that measures sympathetic, parasympathetic, and uh, what you would call burnout, emotional burnout. <laughs> it's called the heart rate variability scan. It measures your aura, your chakras, your stress, your Chinese energy meridians and other things just to um, help people realize that, you know, maybe your sympathetic system might be an overdrive. Yeah. You know, maybe some of these things are, you know, affecting you. <laughs> Absolutely true. Yeah. One of the first things I do with a new patient is I turn off the sympathetic system, get them into parasympathetic so they can heal. That's so, awesome. <laughs> um, what's a joy facilitator? Well, <laughs> I sort of assume that name from uh, going through my own life processes. Uh, joy facilitator is about creating your life and about creating it with joy and intention because 
the only time that we are really creators and is when we live in the now and that we have a, an intention for that and how to yeah. do that. And so according to higher brain living, we create areas of our lives. You can sub subdivide them, but the, they are your mind, your emotions, your thoughts. That's one area. The second area is your health, your body. Third area is our relationships. And the fourth area is any creative endeavors. So um, it could be your career. It could be any aspect of whatever gives you joy. So we create intentions in area so that we're, and not only that, we activate it with our breath work and with touching certain energy meridians every day that I do for myself as well, so that I'm repeating to my subconscious mind what my intentions are, how I want to, you know, be in the world and create for myself. So <laughs> I think it's um, one of the, uh, how it was borrowed, the originator, Dr. Cotton, read someone called Ken Wilbur, an American philosopher, and he, he writes, I think it's called Integral Vision, about those four areas of our life. And he, he also, like the um, uh, Hawkins talks about, there's different levels of awareness in each area, in each way, you know, you can think of uh, you know, uh, you know, levels of awareness of our, our identity or our, uh, ways to create health, all of that. It's all, uh, a gradient that we have the possibility of being more and more as we have more and more awareness. It's about really creating more. So, I mean, I don't expect anyone to go out and buy integral vision, but it's a fascinating study of, you know, the, I think it's like the chakras, you know, you go through this level and then you go, you know, it's more and more depth as you, um, you know, you can define yourself in terms of emotions, your sexual identity, any number of things, you know, <laughs> Uh, it, is, it sounds like it is based on the chakras and you have the, the higher level understanding and the lower level understanding and the awarenesses and the balance and the maturity level of the chakra. And each chakra is also related to initiation, spiritual initiations. And how far along are you in each of those initiations? So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, I like to say that your whole physical body is a reflection of your subconscious mind. <laughs> one, of oh, my teacher, one of my teachers, um, she's in Costa Rica, she used to be in Canada, but um, the shape of your nose or, you know, your mouth, the, how big your chest is, or if your, your chest is very thin, it tells something about your chest chakra. So if you have a very thin, small chest, that indicates like a lack of love. I mean, I'm not saying you're not love, but I'm saying 
at some point there is some lack there of that. And even having a huge overdeveloped chest, I'm not talking, but I mean, you can tell it if there's the um, upper arms are uh, really huge. That's the heart chakra too. So you can tell about people looking at them from their shape of their bodies. You can tell, read their, <laughs> some of their subconscious, you know, programming, all of that, just from looking at their body. <laughs> well, that's part of um, holistic diagnosis as well. We learned that in acupuncture school, looking at the face, you can actually diagnose people looking at their face and telling which elements they're part of. So yeah, okay. that's, that's actually pretty well developed and documented. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I would, um, yeah, love to learn more. I'd love to come visit you. <laughs> well, I would love to have you here. <laughs> okay, well, we'll make I'm a plan. <laughs> in, I'm in Arizona, just south of Sedona, so I'm fun to visit because <laughs> lots of cool stuff here. Yes, so, yes. Um, just to reiterate again, your free gift was 10 ways to have more joy. It's an ebook plus a meditation. It's at miraclesandwellness.com forward slash free gift. So Agnes, do you have any closing words for our audience? Well, I think that, you know, just go out and, uh, you know, start somewhere, you know, the now time to get started there's you know now is your time because the past doesn't matter and the future you're creating right now so just get started on something say yes to something because I love saying yes to learning more and I think investing in yourself is the best so I agree completely. So thank you for being our guest. And thank you all for listening today. We really appreciate it. And if you give us a little subscribe, we appreciate that too. So remember to be the light you want to see in the world. <laughs>